0: Let me start off by saying Enos, the chimp, was not the first chimp in space. But he was the first to orbit the Earth. Just months before Ham, the first chimp to go to space, was making headlines. Three months later, the first American appeared in suborbital flight. On May 5, 1961, Alan Shepard became the first American to break through the Earth's atmosphere and experience the vastness that is space. But by then, the Russians had now sent a man into orbit as well. So the celebration was short-lived and the race was on. Now, the question was, can a human body withstand the effects of space orbit? Only one way to find out. We need a test subject, and what better than a chimpanzee? What could go wrong, right? Well, there is a reason Enos didn't make it into your history books. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. You may remember learning about Ham, the first primate to go to space um, in your US history class. Well, if you're from the US that is. And why not, right? He was adorable. His mission went smoothly and then he lived out a long life in retirement. But Enos's story was the polar opposite. Enos was purchased from the Miami Rare Bird Farm in April of 1960 by the United States Air Force for the purpose of spaceflight training. Enos would undergo more than 1,250 hours of training over the next year, most of which took place at the University of Kentucky or Holloman Air Force Base. The training included exposure to weightlessness and more intense G-forces for longer periods of time than any of the other previous chimps. He was also subject to a reward system dictated by electric shock forced to sit for hours pulling levers and pushing buttons in sequence, rewarded with a piece of banana when he did correctly and being shocked on his feet when he got the answer wrong. Enos was one of five candidates trained for the Mercury Atlas V mission, but it was not announced until three days before launch that Enos would be the one to carry out the mission. Up until that point the chimp had simply been referred to as number 85. He was named once his selection was confirmed. The name Enos appears in the Bible as the grandson of Adam and Eve. The name in Hebrew means simply mortal man. So on November 29, 1961, Enos was set to launch into orbit, but before the countdown even began, there were already signs that this mission was in trouble. The launch was delayed for over two hours due to faulty equipment that needed replacing. And when the rocket was finally able to launch, the chimp was subjected to 6.8 G's of force during the booster engine acceleration. The force then jumped to 7.6 G's with the force of the sustainer engine. But Enos took this like a chimp, I, I, I mean champ, and he continued doing what he was trained to do. During the end of the first orbit, the mission would receive more bad news though. One of the tracking stations indicated that there had been a malfunction in the environmental control system aboard the MA-5 rocket. This meant the temperature inside the rocket was heating up, and they had no way of controlling it. By the second orbit, Enos' body temperature had reached a sweltering 100 degrees Fahrenheit. By this time, he was growing more and more agitated. Remember, he was strapped to a chair in full spacesuit, and had to have been just burning up in there. Oh, and did we fail to mention that the shocking system also malfunctioned? Not just malfunctioned, but actually reversed in functionality. So for the last half hour of the trip, Eno suffered constant shocks while performing his sequences of pulling levers and pushing buttons. If he pulled or pushed the wrong button, he was shocked. If he pushed or pulled the right button, you guessed it, he was shocked. Some of those monitoring the primate's health insisted that the mission was safe to continue and sadly, it was ultimately the condition of the ship that ended the mission. With all the systems failing, there was fear that they would lose complete control if they tried for a third orbit. So the ship was steered back into the Earth's atmosphere, coming to a rest about 200 miles south of Bermuda. There in the North Atlantic Ocean on standby sat the USS Stormies. It took just over an hour for the ship to locate Enos and over three hours for them to remove him from his landing capsule. The three hour delay caused Eno's great discomfort as you could imagine and in frustration he broke free of his restraint and proceeded to rip out several bodily sensors and monitors including a urinary catheter. He had thankfully managed to avoid pulling out the cardiac catheter because that would have caused him to die from a loss of blood. Surprisingly he only needed minimal medical attention for just a few minor self-inflicted injuries but was overall in pretty good shape. Once he was given fresh fruit, observers said he returned to his more calm self. The flight of Enos in the Mercury Atlas V lasted three hours, 20 minutes, and 59 seconds. But it was the prelude to a timeless moment. That moment would come months later, in February of 1962, when the Friendship 7 spacecraft was launched into orbit around the Earth. It was carrying an American man, though, this time, named John Glenn. Glenn made history as the first American to do so, and by completing this flight, showed the world that America was a contender in the Great Space Race, which up until this point Russia had been leading. Friendship 7 made three orbits around the Earth with Glenn at the helm, and the flight experienced just as much drama as that of his primate predecessor. Just after completing orbit, the flight's automatic control system failed, and Glenn was forced to complete the entire mission manually it truly became a matter of life and death. Quote, I went to manual control and continued in that mode during the second and third orbits and during re-entry as well, Glenn recalled later. The malfunction just forced me to prove very rapidly what had been planned over a longer period of time. End quote. Glenn had a very similar experience to Enos's, When telemetry indicated his spacecraft's heat shield was loose and it was now possible that the spacecraft would be incinerated on re-entry. But the ship held together and Glenn made it home safe. Interesting fact is that there was no problem with the heat shield at all. It turned out that a faulty sensor had detected a problem that ended up not existing. The purpose of Enos's flight was to prove that a human could withstand the conditions of space and Enos performed his task brilliantly even while suffering torturous conditions but within a year of his return and retirement Enos would pass away on November 4th 1962 his death was apparently brought on by a severe case of dysentery which was unresponsive to antibiotics in the media Enos was portrayed as an uncooperative and sometimes brutal chimp but under scrutiny it can be seen that due to the level of treatment and care this primate was receiving, his behavior seems somewhat now justified, and ultimately deserves a bigger place in history.
1: Scientists and technicians prepare to orbit Enos, a five-year-old chimpanzee around the Earth. This is the preliminary, all-important step in space research that the U.S. insists on being successful before a man makes an orbital flight. Part of a highly trained team of chimps, Enos has been taught to perform certain tasks aboard the capsule when lights flash. His reward, a banana-flavored tidbit. The flight is delayed almost until the deadline, but now the countdown approaches zero... History in the making. Flight is a success. Though the trip is held to two circuits of the Earth, the chimps cabin began to heat up, a condition an astronaut could have corrected. So control officers decided to bring him down before he completed his third trip. He landed in the sea south of Bermuda and is brought to the islands for quick medical checks before he is taken back to Cape Canaveral for a thorough examination. Scientists are elated at the condition of both chimp and capsule. They came through the test in a manner that brings a manned flight closer to reality for the U.S. space team. Kindley Air Force Base Hospital, Enos appears sound, if not happy, to examining doctors. He performed his task well, not missing a trick in the complex series of work assignments. Next in orbit, Lieutenant Colonel John H. Glenn.
0: All right, guys. And there's the case of Enos, the chimp. Not really the case, more more so the life, the legacy Mm -hmm. um, that very few people know about. Yes. I mean... He circled the earth twice, and yet we're just like, ah, oh, he didn't make the third one because he didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to go into manual drive. <laughs> well, maybe he would have if he didn't get shocked with every decision that he made. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's partly what made me want to pull the trigger on this case. We, You know, we like to mix in lighter ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, we like to mix in little history lessons. You, you know, you only can hear about so many missing people and cases that have fallen cold that it seems that no one cares about yeah. before you need a little bit of a palate cleanser yeah
2: you just need you know every now and then you need a lighter week to read about <laughs> exactly
0: exactly and that's why i thought the story of enos would would be an interesting one but also somewhat an encouraging yeah, one i guess yeah. um i don't know it's just another glimpse in into america's uh dark history with experimenting on animals
2: yeah it's kind of like a like a necessary evil
0: yeah I think yeah i that's see that
2: the best the best way to describe it like it's one of those things that we have in our history and everyone has in their history and we wish we didn't yeah yeah,
0: yeah because i mean what it comes down to is would you rather them done this on a human right. and i know in this scenario the human would have made it mm-hmm. is what they say you know, the astronaut, I mean, because he did, right? He did the yeah. exact same thing. They didn't really change anything, mm-hmm. even down to his experience in the actual capsule was yeah. very similar. I'm like, well, damn, couldn't you have figured out what the overheating issue was? <laughs> it, it seems but like see, if
2: the the shocking system hadn't malfunctioned, that maybe they would have been able to coach him through that error even.
0: Exactly. But, yeah,
2: yeah. Was that, with was that going out, that's what ruined everything. I mean, and they didn't even care. That's what's messed up. They didn't care about the the chimp. They weren't like, oh, the rocket's falling apart. Let's well, bring it home. Like you said,
0: <laughs> if you if you are if you people like you and me are able to come to the conclusion that this is a necessary evil, these scientists are are, are far beyond that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's just they've already to them. they've already accepted the sacrifices that these other living beings are doing are giving. Yeah,
2: which like I said, is understandable. Would you? How would it, like? How could we have gone about this without them? You can't. Yeah.
0: Uh, too bad we can't put like a dolphin in there. You know, a dolphin probably could have manually <laughs> driven that thing right. right? In, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, they are smart though.
0: Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. You know who else is smart? Lorne. Yeah. And I'm curious to see what he <laughs> thinks about O. Enos this week. Mm-hmm. And to see what other information he dug up, because you know he's always he likes to find those little facts that he I just know. can't find. It's like oh, you give me a little dark web or wherever the hell he is, right? You
2: know, because I'm like I have to find everything yeah. just so there's nothing for Lauren to find.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck with that. I mean, let's just it's bitch hard. about it while this music plays out <laughs> okay. into into Lauren's synopsis. All right, guys, we'll see you on the other side. It's time for Lauren. It's time for more synopsis, breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. it's time for more synopsis, breaking down the case like, breaking down the case like cardboard boxes.
3: What's up people, Lauren here, here to get my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. Enos the Chimp, who was the second chimp launched into space by NASA and the first one to uh, successfully orbit Earth. Um, doing so twice before his capsule overheated and he had to uh, end his trip short. Um, he did survive the trip. However, he died less than a year later from a, an odd infection that they didn't have antibiotics for yet. And you, you know, one has to wonder if it had something to do with his, his testing, his training or his trip um, orbiting earth twice uh, that may have led to this infection. Um, of course they've studied and dissected his body after he died and, they say that the trip had nothing to do with with the infection that he got um it's it is odd he was an odd he was a young chimp and had a lot of life left for that infection to to occur less than a year after his trip Um, leads one to believe that it may have had something to do with that um uh, he was the second chimp as i mentioned and ham was the first chimp his story was even more sad because he made a successful trip into space he didn't orbit the earth like like enos did but um, upon his, his return, um, he spent the next 17 years in a zoo alone and apparently didn't uh, have any interest in interacting with other chimps anymore. Something about that trip into space really messed with uh, poor Ham and he lived out a lonely life for the next 17 years before finally dying. Um, that, that story is almost more sad than he knows to me. Um, and it's just, to me, it's, it's kind of sick. You know, what we do with, with animals, using them as, uh, for tests. If we're so uh, obsessed and curious with space and things like that, then, you know, the scientists who, who want these answers should volunteer themselves to go up there or, you know, throw it out there to the world. Any vol- human volunteers that, that would like to go to space and take on the risks, you know, uh, that are there. And, you know, maybe be awarded a, you know, their family be awarded a a large life insurance policy. If, if something happens to them, like that's the way it should be done. It should be done voluntarily. These chimps cannot give consent and they're smart, they're smart beings. And they, you know, they can't communicate to us everything that they're, that's going on in their head. And they've got to be just, I can't imagine how terrifying it must be. Not knowing what's going on, flying through space, being a chimp, um, being alone in the capsule, like and you see it with, uh, ham's behavior when he returned, um, basically be being isolated for the next 17 years. Um, but I also learned that the first living, the first living, uh, thing that was launched in space was actually fruit flies, um, back in the forties. And then there was actually a couple of monkeys that were launched by Russia back in ni- in 1950s. Um, actually 1949, a monkey named Albert II blasted into an altitude of 83 miles um, surviving the flight, but dying on impact. Yeah. We, the, back in the fifties, they would just launch animals into space and then have no real plan for them to survive the trip. They would just allow them to to die. When they'd come back to earth, they would crash and die, which is just even more messed up. The Russians also sent a couple of dogs, Saigon and Desik, back in 1951, um, into space. So yeah, this has been going on for a long time. And like I said, I, I just feel like, you could get human volunteers to do this. There's obviously people that are volunteering to go and colonize, uh, Mars. So I think back in the fifties and forties, you could have found some people to, uh, volunteer to go up into space, even if it went poorly for them. And, you know, they, I'm sure there's some people that would have agreed to take on that risk. And, you know, their families could have been paid handsomely by the government if something went wrong, and rather than sending, um, Smart, intelligent chimps into space and and just basically torturing them because I'm sure that's basically what it was is torture, and and by the way their their training involved them being uh, shocked with electricity whenever they would uh, make a mistake in training, so who knows how many times they were sh- shocked over the course of their like 18 months of training before being sent into space. Um, pretty messed up, man. Humans we're incredible in many ways, but we're also pretty damn evil in so many ways. Uh, Using every damn animal on this planet as for our own pleasure and enjoyment and, you know, testing purposes. And yeah, it's pretty messed up, man. I think if, you know, if the world could uh, make a judgment on the most harmful um, things on the planet, it would be us by a landslide. Uh, That being said, we are also pretty incredible. Um, But uh, yeah. Sometimes you're not so proud to uh, be a part of this species. Uh, I'll say and this is one of those examples when you watch the vid- the footage of these chimps being launched into space and then re- upon their return and they're just kind of like when Enos was returned and when ham was returned, like they open up the capsule and they're just like sitting there and like looking around and you're like pull them out and give them a hug or something. like they just look so terrified and like the people are just so hands off with them um you know it's pretty sad to me but yeah I love history so it was fun to to learn uh the stories of of ham and of enos um having heard that we've sent chips into space back in the day but never really like looking into the details and, and seeing how we did it and how it turned out for these poor chimps um but yeah fascinating and I hope you guys enjoyed my take on it and see you next week
0: All right, Lauren, thank you for that synopsis. Wow, thought-provoking. I I too am now ashamed to be a human. Thank you for that, Lauren. I hope all of you humans are also ashamed. We're all part of this destructive species, no. But um listening to Lauren's synopsis reminded me of why I wanted to do this case or this story rather in the first place. Just seeing those videos looking into the eyes of enos and ham when they when they came back they did they looked terrified confused um i mean can you can you imagine what's going through their mind and i didn't even know about the stories of the russians shooting monkeys into space in the 50s and just like having no plan just good luck insane absolutely insane um i you know it's it's funny after the recording of this episode, I thought, I thought, you know, what could be an alternative to experimenting on animals? And I basically came to the same conclusion Lauren did. I feel like with all the people on earth now, I feel like there's plenty of people who would volunteer to be sent into space. And if they succeed, they are, you know, obviously offered a very large ransom. And if they are, you know, unsuccessful then their families are taken care of or whoever they wish to take their fortune. I, I think, I think people would do that. I mean, it's no different than a, like a real life squid game, you know, and you know, that shit happened, you know, that shit happened. So anyways, that's the story guys of Enos, the less popular space chimp, if you will. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for supporting the show in any way that you do. Um, in case you guys don't know, as of March 16th, all of the content, Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, um, Sandu Stories after shows, everything that we do on patreon.com SNU podcast will be available on the True Crime Guys Patreon on March 16th. And that will all be available on the five dollar tier. That way, if you were already a supporter of True Crime Guys, you will still get that extra content that Sandu offers. Um, now, if you're already a Patreon, a patron at uh, Sandu Podcast, then or Sandu Patreon rather, then you don't have to do anything either. I will still be uploading there as long as patrons are subscribed to that Patreon. If you want to give us money twice, we will. Surely take it, but we're just trying to make a really good deal on Patreon. And like I said, that's patreon.com slash truecrimeguys, the $5 tier. You will get access to everything we make here at True Crime Guys Productions, which is the True Crime Guys uh, Patreon exclusive every single month, Sandu Stories every single month here on Strange Unexplained, strange shorts every Monday, and also just the banter every single Friday, where if you are a patron of $5 and up, obviously, uh, then you have access to ask questions, get in on the discussion every single week here at True Crime Guys. So again, guys, it's patreon.com slash truecrimeguys. Check the link below this description right here. I want to give a big shout out uh, to a new patron this week on Sandu, uh, Sabrina Catley. So Sabrina just jumped on the $5 tier, so she will still get access. But Sabrina, if if you're a fan of True Crime Guys as well, and you'd like to get access to a huge back catalog of episodes and exclusive content there, then you could take your $5 over there. I'm not trying to, you know, or you could do both. You could do both. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Who am I to say? Am I right? right. So I appreciate you guys uh, very much. And speaking of something else, I appreciate very much. I appreciate reviews. I like when listeners leave reviews, you know, good or bad. Like this, like this awesome review I got from uh, Gen X Gypsy. Uh, it's a one-star review. It says, get smart. I don't exactly know what part of duh America the hosts are from, but I can only put up with so many mispronounced words and terms before I just consider them stupid. Okay. Well, that's enough reviews. <laughs> you know, reviews are, reviews are cool. You know what I really like, uh, subscribes. If you can just subscribe to the show, that really helps a lot guys. Like on Spotify, uh, Apple music, whatever, and just now, uh, you can rate on Spotify, you know, and you don't have to say anything, you know, maybe that's better. Maybe you should just rate us, rate us on Spotify, and uh, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Okay, I think I feel like that's the best way to get noticed on Spotify, if that's what you're trying to do. I don't know what I'm trying to do, but either way, I appreciate you guys listening. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. You know, there's there's a time where you're just listening to yourself talk, okay, and that's what I feel like I'm doing right now. But guys, I just want to get the message across: patreoncom slash guys for everything that we make also we got a new spotify album coming out very soon if you like the music associated with true crime guys and this show as well check it out it'll be called mixtape volume two all right guys be strange just don't be strangers
3: You hush your mouth, boy.